All right, praise the Lord, everybody. Let's all stand. Let's just invite the presence of the Lord into our midst tonight. We want him to have his way. Lord Jesus, we thank you, God, for another opportunity to gather tonight, uh, to be together, Lord, to worship you in spirit and in truth, to give you the glory and the honor that you deserve. God, we pray that you'd move in a special way in our time together tonight. And God, that your name would be lifted higher. God, we want you to move in this place, move in our hearts and our lives, God. We want to give you the glory and the praise for all that you have done. And God, we thank you for what you're about to do in this place. We worship you tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's give God some praise and glory in this place tonight. guitar at all. Descending like a cloud, you're standing with us now. Lord, unveil our eyes. Oh, you're the reason. You're the reason we're here. You're the reason we're singing. You're the reason we're singing. Open up the Praise 
Let's just lift our praise up to him right now. Why don't you ask him, Lord, open up the heavens in my heart tonight. Open up the heavens in my life, God. Lord, we want to give you the praise and the glory and the honor that you deserve. Hallelujah, Jesus. You truly are worthy, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. God is good all the time. Amen. And we thank uh, him for being here. We thank you for being here. Amen. God is going to do great things. Tonight we are going to continue our series, uh, and our series is on Loose Your Mind Tonight, uh, Mindset Part 4. And uh, so if you have your Bibles, if you would just pull them out, and we'll turn to Philippians chapter 2 and verse number 5. Philippians chapter 2, verse number 5. Amen. We'll just read one verse of Scripture, and then you will be able to be seated. Amen. Philippians chapter 2, verse number 5 says, Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Amen? Look at your neighbor and tell him, say, Let his mind be in you. Amen. You may be seated. Have you lost your mind? You might hear this if you ask someone something that seems utterly absurd. I know I heard it a lot of times growing up uh, when my parents could not, for the life of them, understand why I had done something that I had done. So they asked me, have you lost your mind, son? I uh, don't think that I had completely lost my mind, but my uncle says that at 12 years old, most children lose their marbles and they don't get them back until sometime Later in their late teens for girls, and usually not until after 21 for boys. So I don't know, but that's, that's just his theory. But living with the mind of Christ, for many people, it seems absurd. With their natural minds, they cannot understand why you or I would want to choose the way that we live, or to live the way that we do. And so today, we are living in a world, and, and the, the world that we find ourselves in today, it's filled with distressing thoughts. It's filled with distorted thoughts. It's filled with discouraging thoughts, discontented thoughts, and disobedient thoughts. So tonight, our focus is going to be on this simple truth, and I'm going to try to not take super long tonight, but it's this simple truth. There is a mind to gain and a mind to lose. Philippians 2.5, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So it tells us what mind we need to have. This is the only way that we can think God's thoughts. This is the only way that we can become like Jesus and do what Jesus did. Have you ever heard somebody getting ready to explain themselves? And, and they'll say something like, well, you know what I think. Sometimes you don't want to know what they think. Most of the time, what we are dealing with is carnal thinking that gets us into the most trouble. 
And sometimes it's our carnal thinking, it's our, uh, it's our worldly thinking, it's our thinking of our, uh, our fleshly desires that gets us into the trouble that we find ourselves in. And so uh, the Scripture says that we need to let the mind of Christ be in us. So we need to get the mind of Christ and we need to lose our old way of thinking. In order for you to find your mind in Christ, you have to first turn to God and you have to turn away from your old way of doing things. You've got to realize that there is a more, uh, there's more to life and there's more things that, that can be a part of your life than what you have currently found. You've got to take a step of faith. You've got to repent of your sin. And you've got to turn to God. And then you're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ uh, to wash away the stains and the sin from your past. And then God promises He will fill you with His Spirit, the gift of the Holy Ghost. This is the prerequisite for having the mind of Christ. It's hard to have the mind of Christ if you don't have Christ. 1 Corinthians 2, 14-16, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. That means... Some of you that you feel like, you know, I don't understand the spiritual things. I don't understand these things of God. I don't understand why the church does this or why pastor says this. And I, I don't understand. The scripture says the natural man cannot receive, right? Cannot receive the things of the Spirit of God. Your natural man is never going to say, whoo, just bring on all the things of God. I want everything. I want every biblical principle. I want every truth. I want every promise. No, your natural man is going to say, hey, 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 wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. I don't know if that's all true. I don't know if we have to, you know, go that far. I don't know if we have to push the limit like that. The scripture says the natural man cannot receive the things of the Spirit of God. That's why you're fighting in your flesh, some of you, with the things of God. You know that there's more for you. You know that there's opportunity for you. And your flesh is fighting against you. Because the Spirit of God is trying to come in. The Spirit of God and the mind of Christ is trying to help you in your life. But the Scripture says the natural man just can't receive it. You can't know it because they're spiritually discerned. The Scripture says, verse 15, But he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who hath, who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But then he says, but we have the mind of Christ. I, I notice when Job asks uh, God some questions, God doesn't answer him for like 37 chapters. And then when he does, he really doesn't answer his questions, he just asks him more questions. Where were you, Job? Oh, oh you, you think you can school me? You think you want to talk? Hey, what he was trying to tell Job, Job, you can't even understand. You couldn't comprehend if I explained it to you. And so the Scripture says, Who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct? Do you think you're smarter than God? Do we think that we know more about what's best for us than God does? But the, but the Apostle says, But we have the mind of Christ. That means that we don't... We don't uh, think in our own natural, and our own carnal, uh, selfish ambition, but we have the mind of Christ. We take on His mind. We, we have to lose our mind in order to have His mind. So if you have been filled with the Spirit of God, guess what? You have the mind of Christ. And some of you are like, well, okay. Now let me ask you a question. Are you using the mind of Christ? Because if not, whatever happens is on you. You are without excuse. If you don't use it, you might as well not have it. Amen? You've got this uh, wonderful uh, mind of Christ that is available to you that you can uh, put into action on a daily basis in your life. And if you choose to ignore it and go back to your natural way of thinking, well, you're going to get what the natural man gets. Romans 12, 1 through 3, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies, somebody say present, present your bodies a living sacrifice. We don't like to talk about that, sacrifice, uh, that, that word sacrifice in the church because we like to think God is just for us. We, well, He is for us, but there is sacrifice. Present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, 
which is over the top. No, the Scripture says it's just our reasonable service. That we say every day, God, I am a living sacrifice, whatever you want from me. (laughs) This is not the most popular mindset topic, is it? But be not conformed, or and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That's what happens whenever you have carnal or natural thinking. You are conformed to this world. You think like this world. If you, you, know, if you spend too much time uh, taking in too much media, you, you're going to start believing some of the things that you hear and you see. Verse 3 says, For I say through the grace uh, given unto me to every man that is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. It's pretty interesting that he puts that in there right after saying you need to have a renewed mind. Let's keep going. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17. You could read the whole uh, chapter of Ephesians 4. It gives you a really good uh, outline, but I, I just picked some scriptures for you tonight. Verse 17, this I say therefore and testify in the Lord that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. Now, you can do a study on that. There's some some stuff to that. You can do a little bit of study on that and find out that there's more to the vanity of of their mind. But, But it's saying that you're not supposed to be like people who are without God. We shouldn't be acting and, and walking and living and conducting our lives like people that don't have the mind of Christ. That's what he's saying. And he says, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them. Why? Because of the blindness of their heart. And we know heart and mind in, in this case are interchangeable because their, their, their heart is blind. Their, their, there's blindness in their mind. They can't see. The Scripture says, "...who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanliness with greediness." This is, this is what the world is like. He said, hey, they're the world. That's what they do. They're without Christ. Their minds are blinded. They, they don't know any better. And then he says, but ye have not so learned Christ. That's not, how, that's not how we delivered it to you. That's not how you received Jesus Christ. He said, if so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus that ye put off concerning the former conversation, the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. And here it is again. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that ye put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. It's, it's so uh, powerful to understand that, that there is a, a, a mind for us to gain and there's a mind for us to lose. Lawrence Peter said... Since the right side of the brain controls the left side of the body, does that mean that only the left-handed people are in their right mind? I don't know. There are some people that believe that. All the lefties in here. Yogi Berra, uh, he quipped, 90% uh, of the game is half mental. And in his book, Berra took credit for this quote. But this quotation is also sometimes rendered as baseball is 90% mental, the other half is physical. The mental aspect of Christianity is so much bigger than you or I could even imagine. We, we, we sometimes we toss it aside and like, well, it's not really that big a deal. Uh, it's no problem. Uh, but 1 Peter 1.13 reads like this, Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Luke 10, 27, so he answered and said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. 1 Corinthians 15, 22, for as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. You can't have the mind of Christ until you are in Christ. So what do you need to do? You need to get a focused mind. Some of you, you need a focused mind tonight. Some of you, you're all distracted. 
stuff going on all around you, all through your mind, got stuff that you're worried about, stuff that you're thinking about, and you can barely even keep your mind on Bible study tonight. That's what the devil's counting on. That's what he's hoping for. Brother Grace talked about it Sunday. Amen. He's hoping that you'll be distracted. He's hoping that you won't be able to focus. If we're going to focus, we're going to have to fill our mind with Christ. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. You talk about a focused individual. Jesus was focused. Beware of the God of your imagination because it's an imaginary God. The Christ of your imagination is not the Christ of the Bible. Make sure that you believe on the Jesus of the Bible. We're going through this Jesus series because some of us, we've created our own form of Jesus. Your Jesus looks a lot like you. He sounds a lot like you. They, they, did, this, uh, they did this study and they had uh, all these people, they were painting the, the, the portrait of Jesus. And wouldn't you know, they had uh, like well over a thousand submissions and in and, and almost every case, uh, the people that they, they made these different, you know, different uh, races and ethnicities and they all brought and they all brought their version of Jesus. And that's what I think we do when we come to church sometimes. We all just bring our own version of Jesus in here and we talk about, Jesus, oh, that's the Jesus I believe. Yeah, yeah. And, but if it's not the Jesus, if if it's anything that kind of cuts us to the heart and we understand, well, oh, man, that's I got to do some changing. That's if Jesus said that, then that really uh, that's the problem with a lot of us is we we have to believe the Jesus of the Bible and we don't. We, we've made up our own form of Jesus. Philippians 4, 8 says, Finally, brethren, whatever, whatever things are true, noble, just, pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The reason why we, we are, there's so many people on uh, medicine today, the reason why so many people are depressed today is because we, don't, we, we just don't know how to focus on the right things. There's such an abundance of the wrong things for us to focus on. We can fill our minds with uh, garbage all day long because it's available to us. Used to, you had to read through the paper or you'd have to turn on the radio. And I mean, things were just like you could only get it in certain segments. Now it is nonstop. I mean, 24-7, more than 24-7. I told somebody the other day, I said, you know, uh, sometimes we we used to recommend to people when the internet first came out, we'd say, you know, why don't you Google that and see what that has to say? You can't Google stuff anymore because you'll get 500 different interpretations of one thing and then you have to sift through all the junk to find out what's actually real. There's so much out there that's not good, so you've got to have focus on what is good. That's why... You know, pastor keeps harping on people getting into the word every day. That's why we keep talking about talk to God every day. Make that conversation happen. Why? Because if there's anything of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, anything that's true, noble or just or pure or lovely, focus on these things. Amen. Joshua 1.8 says, This book of the law shall not depart out shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Do you want to be successful? The scripture tells us exactly what to do. Meditate on God's word day and night. What are you thinking about? What scripture, what biblical principle are you meditating on? What, what new uh, uh, nugget have you received from the word of God that you're talking about with your friends, that you're posting about, that you're excited about? This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. That's what you're supposed to talk about. That's what you're supposed to think about. And when you do, you'll be successful. That's a good promise. Psalm 119, 15 and 16 reads, I will meditate on your precepts and contemplate your ways. I will delight myself in your statutes. Verse 97, I will not forget your word. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. Amen. I've got to spend time in the word of God. If you don't have time for the word of God, you, you're, you're setting yourself up for failure. 
Because if you're not focused on the Word of God, if you're not thinking about the Word of God and you're not embracing it and, and applying it to your life, you're really missing out on the mind of Christ. Pastor, why are you so angry tonight? I'm not angry. I'm not mad. I'm just trying to help us understand. You know, we, we started this year and we had uh, about over 50 people, well over 50 people reading the Bible together. And, and in June, we, we got less than 25 people reading the Bible together. And, and I'm thinking, what's the problem, folks? What, what, where's the disconnect? Where did we think that our mind is better than his mind? We've got to get back to reading the Scripture. We've got to get back to meditating on the Scripture. And I know everybody has their own plan. And if you're doing your own plan, God bless you. Amen. But, but make sure that you're focused every day. Don't let it, don't let it slide. I love reading the, the Scriptures together. You know why? Because I like accountability. I want you to be able to go on there and say, Did Pastor, has Pastor read today? How many of you have done that? You've looked to make sure Pastor's reading his Bible. You should. Good for you. You should. You should hold me accountable. Why? Because I'm your brother. And, and, I, and, and for, for those of you that are here, you, you understand this. We are supposed to encourage or provoke one another, the Scripture says, to good works. It'd be a pretty sad thing if we had a Bible reading plan and your pastor didn't read. You'd worry about me, wouldn't you? Well, I worry about some of you. I do. Every once in a while, I go and check. Oh, okay. There's very few people reading. Maybe you got behind. Maybe you started another plan. I don't know. I thought we were all in this together. That's what they were telling me. We're all in this together. I'm just messing. But truthfully, we've got to get back. If you, are, if you have allowed that discipline in your life to slip, get it back. Get it back. Get it back tonight. Amen. Before you go to bed, get it back tonight. And then tomorrow, set a, set a reminder on your phone. If you're not a, a, a smartphone person, set some sort of alarm or put a, a paper up on your mirror or on your fridge or whatever you have to do to remind yourself, I got to be in the word today. Amen. Chris Klein, he shares the following. He says this, too many Christians think the Bible is like a software license. They don't actually read it. They scroll to the bottom and click, I agree. Isn't that true? Some people, they don't even know, like, they don't even really know what the Bible says. They call themselves Christians, and then they say, well, the Bible, it says something about, they don't know what the Bible says. Have you ever had somebody tell you something that was in the Bible that wasn't in the Bible? happens to me all the time and I'm like well that's not actually in the Bible they're like are you sure I'm pretty sure but would you show me where it's at here's the deal if you can't show me where it's at in the scripture then maybe it's not in there if we know what the Bible says and we meditate on what the Bible says and we put those things into action in our life, amen, it will change us because we will have the mind of Christ. Amen. We, we've got, we don't need to just have uh, the spirit of the author. We need to have the author, amen, speaking through us, living through us, and his words becoming alive in our lives. There was a preacher once that prayed, Dear Lord, fill my mouth with worthwhile stuff. And nudge me when I've said enough. And some preachers wish it was just that easy. Lord, I don't know what I'm going to say. Just fill my, fill my mouth with worth, worth, worthwhile stuff. Paul exhorts Timothy, his son in the ministry, be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We have got to lose our carnal mind. And we've got to fill our mind with Jesus Christ daily. I believe, and I'm not saying this to be condemning, but I believe that a lot of Christians are going to be ashamed for their lack of prayer and their lack of meditation on the Word. I don't want to stand before God and the things that I have completely messed up in my life. He says, hey, there was a scripture for that. There was a principle for that. You, you, could, have, you could have solved that had you just looked right here in my book. Dr. Walter 
Elwell explains, by studying the Bible, we get to know who God is and what He is like. The scriptures include over 15,000 references to God, and a thorough study of those passages alone could change our lives. So why don't we take 10 to 15 minutes a day minimum? Why don't we? Because the enemy keeps you distracted, and because we aren't redeeming the time. That's why the scripture tells us, amen, to, to, to watch and pray. That's why the scripture reminds us to redeem the time because the days are evil. We should also study the Bible if we want to test out what we believe. Do you know what? I have found this. I have found that the Bible and the word of God works. It works. You can stand on its promises and they won't break. Amen. It's amazing. It, it, it is so powerful. It's so strong. It's so sturdy. And, and so when we want to test out what we believe in a world that's filled with false ideas about God and about God's purposes for us, we hear something that somebody states, well, I think the will of God is this, or I think the will of God is that. Do you know what you should do? You ought to check it out for yourself in the word of God. Amen. And you reject whatever's not there and you keep whatever is there. There's a lot of great people that espouse a lot of great ideas and philosophies and, you know, principles that they say are biblical principles. Some of them are not. Just because it sounds good, just because it may go along with culture right now, does not necessarily mean that it's the Word of God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay focused. I'm not getting sidetracked tonight. I've got to be focused. <laughs> so we, we study the Bible to test out what we believe. If it's not in there... I, I'm not going to make it a doctrine. It may be good. I may like the principle, whatever. But if, if it's not, I, I'm not making it a biblical doctrine. If it is in there, though, guess what? It applies to me. And I need to uh, shape my life around it. And so uh, some of us, we need, to, we, we need to understand that we study the Bible to test out what we believe. But we also test or study the Bible in order to uh, grow spiritually. That's why you're here tonight. Amen. That's why those of you that are watching online, you're watching tonight because you want to grow spiritually. Uh, you're spending your time wisely. Why? Because it's encouraging to us to serve God and to serve others when we study the Word. When we focus our mind on the things of God, it calls attention to our own sin and it helps us live like Jesus Christ. But if we never spend time in the Word, we can call ourselves Christian all we want, but if we, if we don't spend time in the Word... How are we going to be convicted by the Word? If we don't spend time in the Word, how are we going to be encouraged to love others and to share Jesus and to be Jesus, amen, to this lost and dying world? The Bible has been called a hymn book. Not hymn, like the old songs, hymn book. A hymn book, a H-I-M book. It's all about Him. It's all about Jesus Christ. And I want you just to, some of you like acronyms in the Army, they're real big on acronyms. If you have an acronym that you want to remember, this is a great acronym to remember. GIGO, like not GIGOBITE, but like GIGO. Garbage in, garbage out. GIGO. You say, well, what does that mean? Whatever you feed your mind will fill your mind. If you feed your mind carnality and perversion and lust and all these other things, guess what? Your mind's going to be full of it. If you feed your mind a bunch of false narrative and a bunch of political rhetoric and all this kind of hatred and anger and tension, guess what your mind's going to be full of? Not Jesus. That's why pastor's not off of his rocker when he says, get away from social media for a while. Get away from the media and listening to the news and watching all the junk. Why? Because it's not changing. It's not getting better. And you're not going to have any more sanity by watching or seeing that. I realize some of you have to do certain things, but you know what? I understand now more every day why the old-fashioned preachers used to preach against television. Because, good Lord, there is nothing on there that you want to see. There's, there's not really any good thing. And you say, well, there's some good program. Well, guess what? You can get those online. You can go search and find those individually. I realize there's a lot of great preaching programs, end time, all these different things that are going on. You can tune into that. You don't, you don't need to have television. You don't need to watch the news to get all that. Fix your mind on Christ. Whatever you feed your mind will fill your mind. Let this mind, this mind, let this mind, not, not my mind, 
let this mind, the, the mind that was in Jesus Christ, let that mind, let, that's the mind that you want to have. Romans 8, verses 5 to 8 reads like this, for those who live according to the flesh set their mind on the, minds on the things of the flesh. We talked about this last week. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit, for to be carnally minded is, it's okay every once in a while. No, that's not what the Scripture says. For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then those who are in the flesh can't please God. I mean, does it get any more simple than that? Like, we totally, like, we have to get this. If we don't get this, we can't even please God. If we don't have His mind, there's no way that we're ever going to measure up to, to that standard of pleasing Him. So here's what having the mind of Christ looks like. When you have the mind of Christ, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. That's why I'm, you know, you've heard this a lot lately. Faith over fear. I believe it. Because God has not given us a spirit of fear. We talked about it last week. I, I refuse to live my life in fear. He's not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love. And I want you to get this phrase, a sound mind. So when you have the mind of Christ, you have a sound mind. You're not a wacko. I mean, I know that that sounds bad. You're just not, you, people do not look at you and go, whoa, what is wrong with him? No, when you have the mind of Christ, people are like, what is that that they have? I know that sometimes people want to paint Christians as being wackos. We are not wackos. You see wackos all around you every day. We are not wackos. I mean, yeah, we're, we're a little crazy in our faith because we believe that uh, uh, this God that some people have never seen can do amazing things, and we've, we've experienced it, and so that's why we're a little bit more radical, but that doesn't make us wacko. Wacko is looking at good and calling it evil, and looking at evil and calling it good. But that's not, that's not, the, that's not what we have. We've got a sound mind. Amen? When you have the mind of Christ... 1 Peter 1 and 13, it says, Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober. I'm just going to leave that right there. When you have the mind of Christ, you have a sober mind. There's a book out there called Sippin' Saints. It's about people who believe that drinking and Christianity go hand in hand. No, that's not what Scripture says. Scripture says if you have the mind of Christ, you have a sober mind. There was a popular song once that said, Whiskey River, take my mind. Do you know what? It will. Ephesians 5.18, And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. If you want to be filled with, be filled with the new wine. <laughs> Be filled with the Spirit of God. Amen. That is, the, that is that living water that never runs dry. That's what brings joy and peace, amen, and life into our spirit. So we have to ask the Lord to take our carnal mind and give us His mind every day. It's, it's, not, uh, you know, it's not that you are necessarily a bad person, once you have been filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized in Jesus' name, uh, with Jesus living on the inside, it's that you have the temptation every morning to get up and go back to your old mind. You, you have the, the choice to get up and think like you used to think. And, and process things the way that you used to process things. And God's trying to get us to say, hey, wait, 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 you can do it. There's a better processor. There's, there's a better memory. There's a better control board. It's called the mind of Christ. And if you'll run everything through the mind of Christ, your day will go a lot better. So every day we've got to get up. God, I want to have your mind. Lord, give me the mind of Christ today. Help me to see things the way that you see. Help me to uh, feel things the way that you feel. God, let me uh, have a perspective, Lord, that has your best interest in mind. 
We can only follow Jesus if we have his mind. 1 Peter 2.21, For to this you were called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps. You won't follow Jesus if you don't have his mind. If the church doesn't have the mind of Christ, they will not be able to do the things that God has intended for them to do. The only way to have revival in our community is for the church to come into biblical unity, and it's only achieved when the members of the church or the members of the body have the mind of Christ. Because if, if somebody doesn't have the mind of Christ, uh, you're going to have trouble. This is, this is what Romans 16, 17 says, Now I urge you, brethren, note those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you learned, and avoid them. Why? Because there are some people that go without the mind of Christ and they still come to church. Scripture says, 1 Corinthians 3, 3, that those without the mind of Christ operating in their life, they're marked by envy, strife, and divisions. I'm, I'm, look, you can, I'm, I'm not making this up. It's what the Scripture says. It says that if I don't have the mind of Christ, I can actually be working against the body of Christ. I can come to church, pay my tithes, do all the right things, look the part, but if I don't have the mind of Christ, I can say stupid stuff to people. I, I can cause division. I can bring envy and strife upon my brothers and sisters because I don't have the right mind. And so it's very important for us. It's very important for us, church. You've you got to hear me, and I'm not, I'm not mad at anybody. Trust me, this is not from a, a mad heart. It, it's just a very, very weighty subject tonight because this is the problem. Most of us are not willing to lose our minds. We're, we're not willing to lose our carnal thinking in order to take on the mind of Christ. And until we take on the mind of Christ, we will never become the church that God wants us to be. You wonder sometimes why people say and do some of the things that they say and do. Scripture says they don't have the mind of Christ. Things mark their life because something's missing. Now is the time. If there's ever been a time for the church to come together and us to lose our carnal thinking and our fleshly desires and ambitions and take on the mind of Christ and say, Jesus, whatever you want, that's what we want. Whatever you want for my life, whatever you want for my family, amen. There's a mind to reject, there's a mind to receive, and there's a mind to renew. Repentance, the scripture tells us, it's a change of heart and mind. It's, it leads us to a change of direction. Isaiah 1.18, come now and let us reason together. Got to use your mind to reason. Let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. They, though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. You've got you to think about this. You've got to reason this out. This is a great opportunity for you. Amen. You want to have a change in direction, then guess what you got to do? You got to lose your mind and you got to take on the mind of Christ. 2 Corinthians 4, verses 3 and 4. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. We are in a. a time of blindness we are in a time of of darkness but the church is supposed to be the light amen the church is supposed to be the city that's set on a hill the the candle that doesn't go under the bushel amen uh, we've got people all around us that that they've lost their 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 sanity amen they they can't even focus from day to day and they look at some of us and if if we don't have the mind of christ we're going to be no better off than them Philippians 2.5, one more time. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. I know that it sounds, it sounds very simple, and it, it may be seeming like I'm, I'm just carrying it on and dragging it on, but to gain his mind, have you lost yours yet? Pastor, I don't know. I really don't know if, I, if, if I'm there yet. I don't know if I could say that I have. Well, you can tell by your priorities. You can tell by where your finances go. 
You can tell by where your attention is from day to day. When you're presented with an opportunity to make a decision to get closer to God or to kind of coast further away, it's easier. Man, it's easier to coast further away. It's easy to take the day off spiritually. But what's more complicated is to say, God, this morning, before I do anything else, give me your mind. God, help me not to operate this day in my flesh and in my desires and what I want, but God, let me see things from your perspective. I'm challenging this church, and I know not everybody's here, but hopefully those who aren't, aren't able to be here tonight will watch this online. I'm challenging this church. This is the time. This is the day. This is the hour. We need to lose our natural minds, and we need to take on the mind of Christ. Amen? Because if we take on the mind of Christ, man, it's hard for, you, it's hard for me to get mad at you and you to get mad at me when we're, we both have the mind of Christ. We're, we're both reaching for the same goal. We're, we're, we're seeking the same destination. But it's easy for us to get uh, irritated with one another and to have strife and division and envying between us whenever one of or both of us do not have the mind of Christ. And it's hard for a church to function, it's hard for a church to grow, it's hard for a church to even survive when the majority of its members won't take on the mind of Christ. So maybe I'm not going to reach everybody tonight, but I hope I reach somebody. I hope that you'll start taking this more serious, seriously in your everyday life and that you won't put the, the Word of God on the back burner and you won't put the ways of God in your life on the back burner, that you'll just go after God like you've never gone after Him before. Because when you do, you will find that having the mind of Christ makes your life so much better. It brings so much peace. We talked about it last week. The God of peace, amen, will guard your hearts and your minds. If you'll just give Him a chance, He wants to do amazing things. Amen. Would you stand with me tonight? I don't want to be controlled by my carnal mind. I don't want to be controlled by the things of this world and by the ways of this world. And the, the, the Scripture talks about being conformed to this world. What, what is that? The patterns, the ways, the thinking of this world. It, it bothers me when I see Christians and I see even preachers sometimes that are conforming to the patterns of thinking of the world. You, you need to get the mind of Christ like never before. If not, you'll be easily distracted and you could miss out. So tonight, as we get ready to close, I wonder if you just bow your heads and let's pray together. God, we thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for what you are doing in our hearts and lives. God, we realize that we live in a troubled day and a troubled time. And God, that uh, our minds are constantly under attack. And Lord, we have talked about having peace in our mind and setting our mind and pulling down the strongholds in our mind. But tonight, God, we want to lose our natural thinking and our natural perspective, Lord, so that we have spiritual perspective, so that we take on your mind and your thinking and your perspective in our lives. I pray, God, that you would help each and every one that's here. If they've not yet repented and turned their life completely over to you, that they would make that their very next step. If they've not been baptized in Jesus' name, that they would be baptized right away. And God, that if they've not received your spirit, that they would continue to go after uh, the things of God and the things that you have for them so that they will be filled with your spirit. Because your, your word promises that they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, they shall be filled. And God, that those that that already have received your, your spirit into their life. God, that they would not put your mind on the back burner, your perspective or your ways on the back burner, but they would fully embrace them more than ever before, that they would get into your word to know more about you, God, to know more about what you want for them and for their life, for their family, for their community, for their church, God. And I pray, Lord, that more than ever before, you would help us to lose our minds for the sake of the gospel. And God, because we know that whatever we lose, we will surely gain. We will gain the mind of Christ and we will put on Christ, Lord, every day by the renewing of our mind, the washing of the Word, God, and we will allow Your Word to become our way of life. And God, we will give You the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for being with us tonight. Uh, just very quickly, tonight at 8 o'clock in about 11 minutes, last week's uh, 
part three will be airing on YouTube and on Facebook. So for those of you that wanted to see or catch up and do all four of the series, they will all be on after tonight. You can, you can watch those. Uh, and we are excited because we have a lot of things moving forward. We're upgrading some things and, and some, some things are going to get better here in the next month or two. But just continue to pray. If you have offerings, tithes that you want to give, you can do that tonight. If you want to give uh, towards the upgrades, you're, you're welcome to do that. Just market video upgrades or whatever you want to do, Brother Dummett will know. Uh, and then Sunday, we will have service. This Sunday is Father's Day. We're going to have a great Sunday. Amen. You do not want to miss this Sunday. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. So God bless you. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. We look forward to seeing you.